bed. She dreams of her childhood, when she skipped barefoot through fields of sweet purple lavender, when the world was young, and there still was hope. In the Place de la Révolution, the moon has drawn back the heavy clouds which have been shading its mournful gaze to see, emerging from the shadows of the guillotine, Count Kalyovsky. He is tall, meticulously dressed, but though a wind is beginning to chase the mist away, it blows not one item of his clothing. Whoever this man is, whatever this man is, he is reckless indeed to wear so openly such decadent symbols of aristocracy as red heels, black silk breeches, and a silver-buttoned waistcoat embroidered with tiny silver skulls. He has red kid gloves the colour of poppies. His cravat is white as white can be, studded with a huge ruby pin, like a single drop of blood. But it is his face, beneath the hat, that makes all the rest quite forgettable. Those black eyes do not look human, so dark and dead, eyes from which no light shines. His skin is like tallow wax, his hair swept back is black, his lips a red wound. This is a face of nightmares. Kalyovsky goes walking here every night the smell of blood drawing him time and time again to the guillotine. It is like a fine wine to his nose, a perfume to savour. He takes a last deep breath, inhaling the scent of death, before setting off towards the Pont Neuf. He walks without a shadow to mark his passing. On the shoreline of the Seine, he stops and whistles. He hears the wolfhound before he sees him. Balthazar is no longer the loyal dog he once was. He looks larger, his fangs longer and sharper. His claws have the sound of iron in them. His coat is mangy. He lacks the grace that once was so natural to him. He lacks the devotion to his master that once marked him out. They make their way to the Rue Saint-Jacques. Here, in a passageway, lives Maître Tardieu in his mole-like house. One miserable lantern lights his door. Kalyovsky looks up at the shuttered window and wonders if the old lawyer knows where she is. And if he does, would he tell? It matters little. He will find Cido de Villeduval with the lawyer's help or without it. Nothing will stop him. His motto is, and always will be, Have no mercy, show no mercy. Balthazar, restless to be gone, is at his master's side as they set off together down the Rue Jacob. They alone inhabit the night, spectres of terror made visible and Kalyovsky revels in it. It has taken him time to accept that his power comes within the limitation of darkness. At the Place de Manon, 
Balthazar breaks away, howling, a sound which sends shivers down the spine of the living, a sound loud enough to wake the dead. Kalyovsky calls him back, but the dog has vanished. Turning on his heel, he curses as he walks up the Rue des Couteaux, until at last he reaches a shop with three dimly lit red lanterns glowing in the window. Inside, the shelves are bare. But from behind the velvet curtain at the back, a man appears, dressed from head to toe in black. Seeing his master, he bows. Has it arrived, Soreto? asked Kalyovsky. Yes, master. Sereto stands back to let the count pass. At the back of the shop, Kalyovsky starts his descent, down spiral stone stairs, into the bowels of the earth, for twenty-one metres beneath the city.